So, where we've last left off, the party continued through the tomb, um, retrieving another uh, of the artifacts or magical items of the spirits here. Um, one of them now possessing Sevia, the, the very uh, cautious uh, Obelaka. They then, after a brief rest and identification of the magical items they had gathered thus far, uh, descended down into the second level of the tomb, discovering a new rhyme from the tomb's architect, and uh, or a new warning from the tomb's architect, and a secret door which, uh, upon some unlocking from Conrad, uh, made apparent a, uh, pool of, uh, a strange pool of water that seemed to show, uh, visions through the eyes of a dwarf-like creature shambling around somewhere. Um, this room itself also contained a secret door, which the party were then able to go through. Again, thanks to Conrad's phenomenal thieves, uh, thieves tool skills, uh, allowing them to find apparently some sort of uh, forge room and some form of office. Uh, the forge room having a collection of undead dwarves working on something inside of it, and the office having a, a strange white-like uh, humanoid undead wearing a mask and accompanied by a great deal of uh, disembodied hands crawling around. So, um, what would people like to do? I think at the moment it's just Conrad and Beatrice up ahead because um, Exley went back to go and tell the others what had happened. Hmm. Okay. And I think I think he'd started coming around from what I understand. Or... Maybe. I don't, it depends how long they've taken. Maybe we should see what those are doing. Yeah. So what what is what is that group doing? So that, that it would have taken a bit to kind of do the observations, in particular. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. So it probably was about a minute or two all up spent in there. Um, so enough enough to let them know and start making the way around. So. What are folks doing on their way around, I guess? Well, um, so Exley would have come around and been like, 
Beep boop, we can see through a creature's eyes in the pool of water. Uh, not, <laughs> I'm assuming. Didn't quite get the dialect right, but yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Um, so I... Sevia would So Beatrice and Conrad, are, are they still looking in the pool of water or have they continued on ahead? We identified another secret door, which arguably was not very well hidden. They are investigating that while I come and inform you of what's happening. Right, right. Good, good. It's good to know what risks may potentially lay ahead. Ah. Uh, well, we can follow through, certainly. Very well. Actually, we'll slowly begin leading the party down the hallway. Okay. And yeah, you you eventually reach this room with the scrying pool. Oh, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Fall, have you ever seen one of these? Um, maybe. I don't know if it was a, it was this specifically. It was just a fancy like pool of water. It can be hard to tell. Yes. Uh, but it is strange to see one where the scrying is constant, not an active choice on our part. Normally you have to cast the spell to scry. That is very strange to keep magic going that long. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why we want to stalk this particular person. Some sort of security measure? It seems to be connected to their mind observing it hmm. uh she wouldn't uh Siri's just gonna look at it and then uh look up at the open secret door just kind of can she see like conrad through there and like oh. beatrice near that or beatrice are they like just sort of inside the had just sort of stepped yeah. through and was waiting for Conrad to uh have a little of a look ahead. Yeah, you can just see um Beatrice. Uh Conrad is probably blocked from your sight by um the the center of that spiral staircase. Okay. Um then see if he's gonna be like well there have been, there hasn't been any screaming or sudden reappearance of shadow creatures, so I can only assume Conrad has yet to find something too dangerous. So she's going to look in the pool a bit more. Is there anything she can, I don't know, work out about the size of the temple, what any of these rooms mean? Um, roll me. Just roll me a flat intelligence check for this. Okay. As you're walking like... Are you? This is either a nat 20 or a nat 1. Nat 1. Yeah, it's... It's it's hard to tell, like, this... Her glasses fog up. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's it's without any real context for for what you're saying it's hard to really get a proper sense of direction or location from this other than this thing is is moving through the tomb hmm well it certainly does imply that uh, every room we have gone into has secret doors. Beatrice and Conrad probably already knew that. I haven't been paying that much attention. But if every room has secret doors, then that means there is a way into and out of every room without potentially activating things like the skull trap or the fan or even the, the crystal door. That is there very ways useful. To... Yes. It's good to know. For sure. And certainly if it... I don't know if it is working some kind of... If it is going from room to room, clearly cleaning or organizing things, doing maintenance, then there is reason to, to, do, to deduce that it is doing it for someone. Hmm. I mean, that's right. There's an awful lot of people or creatures in here mm. and there's so much care in each room they must still be working for someone yes for a scrying to be constantly in effect for a creature to be cleaning for all these creatures to have stayed in here so long there has to be something at the center of this that is the root of this curse we are sent to eradicate surely a living creature mayhaps i had assumed it was maybe an area of effect left from a time long ago but yes it's strange to find living creatures here absolutely what a terrible place to work <laughs> i certainly don't think they're getting paid the correct rates at the very least no no and i think this um <laughs> This is a definite privacy issue. Yes, actually, this is this is quite an invasion of privacy on the employer's part. That was, I'm sure, if a cursed temple had a human resources department, they would be on call every day. Absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, after looking at like the riddle, this doesn't seem to refer to that or anything. Unless no. it's the ring to the is the path to another tomb, and we have to jump into the pool of water. Um, but no, that's probably not it. I think what you've gotten from this is probably well. I can't add anything. Hmm. Uh, that's just I'm coming at it from a certain perspective. It doesn't mean this is the correct one. Certainly, there is every chance that there are. She she goes to say something and then in her head remembers that Conrad was quite cagey about the ring he got her to identify. So she's going to be like, I'm sure there are other rings within this temple that could potentially uh, be some aspect of that. But there is every possibility that we are meant to jump into this thing or I don't know, maybe there's a ring of mushrooms or a ring of daisies, like all those uh, legends of the Fae. Hmm. That's true. I guess I will, um, I'll keep an eye out for ring-shaped things. 
Mm. Clever, clever, very good. Yes. Well, nothing for it but to see what Beatrice and Conrad are up to, I guess. Yes. Okay. Let's see what our next move is. Yes. And I'm assuming through all of this, Exley is looming over the two of us. Exley like has it. been standing just off to the side, cocked his head, and is considering what human resources department could possibly mean. <laughs> fair. Fair. Very fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah Fall is definitely pointedly ignoring Exley. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> Sylvia uh, does take note of this, and if Fall and Beatrice kind of go forward to talk to, uh, did I say Fall and Beatrice? I, I meant Fall and Sylvia. If they walk forward to go talk to Beatrice and be like, "What's Conrad up to?" Uh, she will kind of place herself in, like, on the side of Fall closest to Exley, like a little barrier. And then just kind of tap the back of his hand with hers, like gently to kind of just be like, I'm here. And then scurry, 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 scurry over to Beatrice. Beatrice just sort of raises a hand as if to stop and shut up. A, a look of recognition crosses over Sylvia's face and she just kind of, opens her mouth really wide and then closes it. <laughs> You're muted. Beatrice is then going to sort of beckon you back towards the pool of water. Because whilst Conrad hasn't told Beatrice what he saw, Beatrice did notice that he was uh, definitely a lot uh, ugh after he looked at the first door. Beatrice is like, hmm, something's up. Okay, maybe we shall not see what Beatrice and Conrad are up to, Sylvia says, once she is further and far enough away that Beatrice will not punch her. Oh, yes, I guess so. Yes. And then she's going to a uh, make exaggerated little hands at Beatrice as if to be like, what is going on? Beatrice is just going to shake her head and just I sort of mime, stay. <laughs> stay? Or just move forward with our hands up. Step, I'm not, I never learned this. Ah. Does Conrad need help? Beatrice just shakes her head and uh, turns back to the stairwell. I think she means we need to hold our positions. Okay. Beatrice gives a little thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I'm suddenly far more anxious about this situation than I was 10 seconds ago. So Conrad, as, as you observe in the, uh, the, the keyhole, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, the, the white figure in here, and that is white as in W-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, seems to be... All, the motions he's going through, or, or they are going through, seems almost like those of going through paperwork. Hmm. Interesting. So Conrad Law, like, takes all this in, and then, again, still creeping, he's going to then kind of, like, make a face, but then he's going to, um, uh, then look at the spiral staircase, I guess. Okay. Yeah, the spiral. Doesn't pay much attention to Beatrice as he kind of creeps past her. And, unless and, she stops him. And head. Uh, head. She will sort of place a hand on his shoulder before he goes too far down. He start, starts a bit. Hmm? And she's going to uh, whisper very quietly. You saw something, didn't you? Hmm. Yes. Um. That door, he points to the one where the dwarves were in, has creatures like Exy's old friends in there, moving some sort of contraption. That door, he points to the one he just looked in, has another creature, undead, who is doing paperwork. I am going to look down. I look down the stairs now. Both probably dangerous, so best be on guard. Careful. I will be. Um, and then what Conrad's going to do is, after some consideration, um, oh no, yeah, he can't do that. That's fine. Um, he just like nods. And then just uh, sneaks downstairs or down down the stairs. I think they're, they're down or up. Uh, down, down. down yeah. yeah, I do that. I uh, sneak. So yeah, uh, three archways overlook a circular chamber. Uh, uh, Seventeen for stealth. Okay. Um, so going down here, three archways overlook a circular chamber where a spiral staircase descends into darkness. The staircase wall, yeah, lined with unlit torches. Um, so there are three other levels uh, to this uh, this spiral staircase. The first one, um, there is a closed uh, closed door um, at at the kind of landing um, that you can go through. It doesn't appear to be locked, um, though it is shut. Um, going further down. Um, you find the landing here simply leads out to a, a section of corridor um, with no apparent door, but with a little bit of focus, I would say you you have enough of a you have you have decent enough perception to be able to work mm. out there is there is a secret door there. Okay, um, interesting. And then going further down. You reach the base, and there is another uh, closed door there, as well as a corridor down. And in the corridor down, um, there is some strange green substance on on the ground in the corridor. You're not sure 
from here, whether it's uh, more of a slime or a mossy-like substance, but it's a strange green substance. Okay. Interesting. Koro takes note of all this, then looks back up the stairs, and then reaches into his pocket and throws a ball bearing at the green stuff. All right. Um, hmm. Let me double check with the gears. So, okay. Ah, uh, nothing happens as the uh, as the ball bearing hits the slime. Okay, although, so although I would say, yeah, with you at least you can tell get, us that texture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it okay. seems it seems to be a more viscous substance from the way that the ball bearing hits hits it rather okay. than the more rather than the texture of something more mossy. Okay. Connor takes note of that and then he um, sneaks back up the stairs, I guess, unless he sees something anything else. Yeah. Notably this is the uh the corridor um you'd be able to work out from uh that the the dwarf like figure was moving through um once it got through that secret door um in the after the rooms that were pentagon shaped okay connor takes note of that and figures that probably this area you should be watchful for because he might come back this way and then he's going to go back up the stairs all right then there is <laughs> So I guess he conveys this to Beatrice. <laughs> Muted. I assume uh, as soon as Conrad's up, Beatrice sort of grabs Conrad and beckons everybody back out into the like back out through both of the secret rooms onto the balcony. Okay. Around the corner a bit to discuss. Okay. We'll do that. Cool. He will convey the information in the same yeah. way that he conveyed the previous stuff. Um, and then he will also mention that, like, um, he thinks this is like a servant's like um, hallway. There certainly seem to be employees of some regard around here. But since we do not know really the nature of what we are meant to be doing here, apart from stopping something, it is difficult to say, though I believe some of that experiment room may help. Mm. Also, the bottom level seems to be where the creature that we saw through the eyes of was. Those are my observations. It is difficult to work off so little information in the first place. Hmm. It is good to know, though, we are not the only, I guess living is the wrong word, but we are not the only creatures here. Good to know as a matter of perspective. Hmm. So. Uh. Sevia is going to um, look at kind of Artis and Dragonbait. 
be like, do you have any more information about what it is we are actually meant to be stopping apart from some kind of all-reaching curse? Any indicator that it has a caster, a ritual that will dictate what we do next? And there is every chance that a ring of creatures with bubbling blood is probably our best bet so far, but it seems as if there are many avenues we could take here. I mean, none, none that I'm aware of. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it seems to be uh, something that's evading the uh, the minds of the Aranel. And if anyone was to know, it would be the Aranel. Right. This was far easier when we had a direct target to shoot at. It feels foolhardy to just pick a room and run in and see if that is what sticks, but what do we think? Is it worth defeating these ritual casters and whites in masks, or should we continue to sneak through the servants' areas? As you're discussing, try to find the root of the castle. As you're discussing this, you all see a, a skeleton, similar to the one you saw upstairs, run past. This one, rather than a triangle shape on its head, it has a square shape to it. Oh, catch. Go catch. You wanted to do it before. Decision now. Yes, okay. Um, Fall will run after it and... And current will run, run after Fall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, for simplicity's sake, we'll just use initiative from before. Uh, fall. Uh, unless Exley wants to do anything. Fall, you you are the first of the people chasing after it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've got 45 walking speed or 90 if I'm dashing. Yeah. Is that enough to grab it in one go? Or... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's enough even without the dash that, like, you're you're acting on this quickly enough. Um, and okay. so, yeah, I guess, I guess, roll me an athletics check to, uh, to grapple it. Okay. It makes an athletics or acrobatics, uh, to resist. Oh, athletics is not my strong suit. That's a seven. I rolled a five total. <laughs> <laughs> I just very feebly grab it and it's like, oh, mm. I sprint and then just kind of like gingerly grab its arm. I think, I think what happens because of the narrowness of, of this area, you kind, you kind of leap to like close the distance and kind of trip in the landing. It tries to boost its speed a bit to avoid you, trips itself, and you're in the recovery, you you kind of flounder about and kind of pin it to the wall. That's great. Um, uh, Conrad, I got it! Or he kind of does that thing where you're like, you're running, and then he kind of just like slows down as he sees the slow, he's like, good job. Um, and then <laughs> strides up to the points of his rapier at the, um, at the skeleton. Who are you? What are you doing? It doesn't respond. Like, Speak. it looks, it looks at you. And, like, it, it's a skeleton. It is expressionless. 
Um, Where are you going? Point. Uh, it it kind of struggles to uh, kind of point towards uh, the the direction it was going, so up towards the northern corridor. Hmm. Are you an employee? Plea here? Not a shake your hand. Um. Kind of. <laughs> the hand like the yeah. eh, kind of hand yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs> interesting um I was like hmm I really just wanted you to do something so I am um, I'm surprised this kind of happened um but it's clearly going somewhere if it ran away the last time it's, it's gonna try to uh, take its daggers and stab at you, fall to try to get Ooh. free. It Ooh, does. Man. It does Can do I get this. Can opportunity attack because I'm next to him, fall? Yeah, because you have you have sentinel, don't you? Or, oh no, I no, don't you anymore. used to. No. Um, yeah. Technically not, so but you will be. With me yeah. uh, so no, unfortunately, but um, you will have an opportunity to attack very soon. It does have disadvantage because it is grappled. Um, I did roll quite well with those, uh, so it comes down to the, so it's lower one was a 17, which misses, the higher one was a 19, which does hit. Yeah. So you take, uh, it's still, it's still going to be next to nothing. Wait, I thought it had disadvantage. Yeah. Doesn't that mean it would It had hit? two two attacks. Oh. So the lower results. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. get you. Um, so four points of piercing damage. Okay. And now, Conrad, you can attack it if you so desire. I may desire. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, I don't have anything to disarm it. Um, yeah, I will attack it then. Okay. Um, cool. So that's, um, uh, 30 to hit. No, yes. <laughs> yeah, 30 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so D8 plus 8. Uh, so 14 damage. Uh, it's piercing, though. Yeah, that... The, yeah, it's not resistant to piercing at all. Uh, it kind of just it stops being animated, um, and most of most of it crumbles to dust, other than the skull with like the stone square, uh, almost key-like uh, headpiece <laughs> affixed to it. So it like stabs full of balls trying to pin it, and then I stab it. <laughs> and it just yeah. crumbles to dust. Crumbles in my yep. head. Just like, that was that was before your sneak attack dust. too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <coughs> mm. well, that was rude of it. Oh, ow. Um, oh uh, yes. Good one. <laughs> no problem. Well it's kinda of rude. You shouldn't stab someone when you're trying to ask questions. Um, yes, true. Hmm. Well, that's that then. Might as well take the skull. I might cheer up 42. <laughs> In the absence of prime, after all. Yes, yes, I suppose so. It might be of use as well. Hmm. It's a fun the shape, so you know. the other one were useful as well, I guess. 
Yes, yes, mm. might help. Well, good job. You caught it at least. So, um, mm. <clears throat> yes, thank you. Um, say, actually, do you know why Exley tried to blind me before? Did you see that happen? Kind of like crouches down to pick up the skull and like look at it while he's um standing up again. He's like, I'm not sure. Forty two said that it uh, he assessed that he was trying to stop you from seeing the creature so you wouldn't be afraid. He said it was t- it would have been temporary. Okay. So it was spell. I saw he tried he tried to cast spell on you. Yes, yes. He assured that's it right. would have been temporary. But you cast it off. Yes, yes, I think that's actually one of the spells I trained with before casting ah, off. Interesting. Hmm. You did a good job back there. Uh, well, thank you. I would have liked to be able to get some hits in on that thing. But that's not always possible. It was a strange creature. It is understandable to be hesitant. And best course of action was to flee. So that is good. Um, yes, I guess so. I guess we got there in the end. I know there's many times that I have picked fights that I should not have and should have fled from instead. So I think it is good, good choice. Mm-hmm. A good tactical decision. Whereas you end up with a bloody nose or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Paul looks like, I don't know, kind of like pleased and surprised by all this. Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, no, you panted it all well as well. I did the best I could. I didn't mean what I said back there. I am sorry about the leather thing. But we're all alive, so that's fine. Well, except for Prime, obviously. But, you know... And then, um, does the skull still have a mandible? Yes. All's well that ends well. He makes the skull <laughs> second. <laughs> um, um, inspiration for that. Are you sure? Because Conrad Charlie has two points of inspiration. Uh, so that give me three. I mean, I mean, fantasy grounds can handle up to three, so I'll allow it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like he's so self-satisfied by the joke, like 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 by the mirth he has created. He's like, hmm, yes, yes, I'm funny, good. <laughs> oh my God, Paul's just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's doing that. All right, I, I think that was humor. Cool, I'm just like laughs along at it. <laughs> good, good, yes, nice, mm. um, excellent. Well, I guess I'll have to have a talk about that thing with Exley as well. Oh, and like you were saying, the thing about the lever, I think that was that was just an accident. How are we supposed to know what all these tricks and traps are going to be doing? Yes, we don't have much information, so um, I logically thought that would have solved the problem, but I suppose not. It was a poor call. <clears throat> yes, but we all... We all made it through it, so it's okay. And yes. I do appreciate you not dropping me. I would not want to drop you, so I'm glad that it didn't take much longer to um get back up again. Mm-hmm. Oh, <sighs> yes, me as well. Um, 
All right, then let's take uh, your new friend here over to the others. Yes, yes, absolutely. Carnival stride ahead back to the group. Who, who are kind of vaguely aware of this uh, encounter because it's not like it's it's like happening 20 to 30 feet away from them. But <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Conrad holds up the skull. He's like, well, didn't capture it. Well, Paul did capture it. It didn't last long. Sevia is immediately torn between th the fact Fall has been stabbed and, ooh, a new thing to learn about. <laughs> um, a weird uh, thing on its head. Yes, it looks like some sort of important shape. Maybe. I'm not sure. One for the collection, 42? Perhaps. Two heads might be more fun, don't you think? This one lacks sheen. True. Not as fancy, but maybe useful for other purposes. Actually, we'll just stand there. Yes, um, well, it might turn up as a clue later on for it, mm. another puzzle. Indeed. Is it heavy, Darby? Like stone, or is like it's just a skull? It's yeah, it's not overly heavy. It's it's got a bit more heft to it than a uh, than a normal skull would, but not not incredibly so. Okay. It's like, cause, cause there's there's different there's different types of stone. This is this is a type the type of stone that's kind of grafted to the skull is on one that's on kind of the lighter end, kind of less dense construction. Um, hmm. Okay, uh, kind of looks contemplative, but just still holds onto the skull and then just kind of steps to one side, goes quiet. Uh, uh, does Fall look like they particularly care about having been stabbed? <laughs> um, not overly. It's not like the um, periwinkle incident <laughs> when they made a very big deal of it. Um, I think they probably just have like maybe like they've been sliced it's just like more of a slash across the side because it wasn't a heap of damage so it's oh also Paul got stabbed stabbed yes oh. yes it ruined my new shirt Sylvia was about to go over to Conrad and be like can I look at the skull and then immediately is like what do you mean stabbed I thought it just stabbed you and goes over to fall and like makes a big fussy little deal about like the scut the little slash on his side and like just kind of a faff sat him a bit and just places one hand over it as she casts cure wounds again on fall but this time he's actually damaged and says you need to be more careful around things with knives that aren't conrad or beatrice <laughs> oh I, I didn't know it had knives but uh... assume everything has knives that is a good point, yes. 
I'll, I'll try to stop that happening again. Alright, so 1d8 plus uh, your wisdom, which is 2. Yes, hold on. So, is Beatrice near Conroe, by the way? Hmm? Wait, what's Beatrice doing presently? Sorry. Uh, Beatrice is just watching the exchange and uh, probably under her breath mutters, should probably still be careful of myself and Conrad. <laughs> Conrad instead looks at, looks at uh, Beatrice and then looks back at those two like, CV is fussing over four quite a lot, I have noticed. I've noticed this as well. They're very uh, close. I presume you understand those sorts of things. I suppose you could say that, yes. I have not seen things like this with family, so I presume it is other things. It can you know, be caring. It can be something more. Even friends. Something more mm. than friends. Hmm. Indeed. Interesting. Might be worth observing. Yes. I mean, I know this sorts of thing happens if you want to go to bed with someone, but I don't think this is the same thing. Because I've said before they're not entangled, so... Maybe not yet. <laughs> Connor looks back down at the skull he's got. That was uh, three points of healing. Excellent. And Sevia is very quietly going to be like, just be careful. Don't like it when you get hurt. <laughs> like, full be a bit like flossed and be like, um, of course. Right, I'll try to be more careful then. Good. Good. Then Sevia suddenly becomes very aware that she still has a hand on Fall's side and immediately, like, puts both hands on her hips and is just like, So, uh, may, uh, group consensus, are we, uh, thinking of following where that skeleton was going or perhaps going back and looking at the little blood boily runes that Conrad found? I'd feel better about perhaps following where the skeleton was going. This is good to investigate. We know what are in these rooms. We don't know what our purpose here is apart from fixing things. So it is worth investigating. There may be things here. I had assumed perhaps items found in rooms relating to prophecy might be useful in future, but I am not certain if it is just treasure or puzzle. Of course, if we do want to go and investigate those rooms, the thing I would suggest would be making a ruckus and then bottlenecking them. But um, we can go and investigate where the skeleton was going. Seemed to be running somewhere with a purpose. Hmm. And then wanted to defend itself to, uh, well, I mean, it was going to die anyway, but, you know, just trying to um, defend itself from um, wherever it was going to, so. It's worth investigating. Yes, yes of course. Fuller is just like not paying attention, just being like, what was, <laughs> trying to like insight check 
Sevier and the whole situation, but failing, <laughs> rolling low. Like, what's going on? Well, uh, whatever the group decides is our course of action. If we do not believe that these rooms will be relevant until later, we can at least perhaps see what the skeleton was running to running towards find out what that risk may entail assess further from there it is hard to make choices when you do not know all the options hmm. yeah. <laughs> hands on hips <laughs> directional skeleton let's go good yes good he strides on all right excellent we'll follow and then, and then you and I go, and then Beatrice goes after us, and then the other two are at the end. Yes. That's, All right. That's the order we go in. So. Sevia <laughs> mutters. So, making your way north, uh, the walls and floor of this 15-foot square room are cracked and carved with images of terrified humanoids falling. Set into the middle of the floor is a stone bas-relief of a bearded devil face, uh, painted with uh, uh, painted green. Forlorn cries echo from the black void of its gaping maw. Much like the magical uh, darkness of the devil face, the floor up. How cracked is the floor look? Uh, like dangerously cracked? Not dangerously Aesthetically so. cracked. Aesthetically cracked, yeah. It seems like it's still structurally sound. So Conrad holds hand up and points ahead to where the where all this detail is. Proceed with caution. Something similar to this to the room where the demon came out of. guess we try to avoid doing any spells. Yes, I'm not sure anything that comes out of that moor will be so easily defeated. Take what I do. It's going to creep along, I guess. And Exley will follow as well. Um, looking for if there's a way out of this room or if there's any sort of if this appears to be another dead end uh this appears to be another dead end Ooh, interesting Karen's going to study and investigate the green statue he's not going to do anything to it he's just looking at it yeah um hands on his hips i mean yeah there's there's the, the part <laughs> there's the black void in in the mouth that's about it really Because um, I imagine it's not like you're going to put your hand in there, is it? No. no. And, like, it's just, like, just general, like, mournful noises coming from the mouth? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Just, just generally uh, mournful cries. Conrad leans, um, leans into, to, like, inclines his head toward Exley and whispers... 
I would so like for Artist to put his hand in there and see what happened. He's whispering. I can do a roll for it <laughs> if you want me to. I, I won't make you. I won't make cool. you. You're on, well, you're on opposite looking. ends of the room. <laughs> That's so good. Can Beatrice find, like, a, a loose rock or a little, little stone? Um, I'd, I'd say with the state of this floor, yeah, you don't even need to make a check for that. Um, what do you desire to do? Beatrice sort of picks, picks the rock up and sort of, you know, weighs it in her hand and walks up to sort of Conrad and Exley and says, what if instead of hand we put the rock in mouth? I think that's a good idea. Perhaps everybody should uh, brace themselves. Okay. So. 42 lift mace, perhaps. Okay. Excellent. So, for reference, for reference for what's about to happen here, who is by the mouth? as this rock is dropped in. Me, I guess. Beatrice. Excellent. Okay. Sevia uh, was, like, near the walls of the room trying to see if she could get any sense of story from all the images on the walls, okay. like a tapestry. So, so she'll be in the room? She's in the room, but she's yeah. not near the mouth. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. We're all gonna yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, falls in the room too. Uh, okay, so you're all you're all in the room, so you're all gonna be Yeah. Okay. So Beatrice, you drop the stone. And a moment later Can I get everyone to roll me an investigation check? Because Ooh. because this is this is to see if you can work out from the sound. How far down that was. I got a dirty 20. Investigation? Yes. Just a nine, unfortunately. Just a nine. Um, the voices in his brain yeah. are talking too loud at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Sevia? 15. 15. Beatrice? 22. Yours? 22. X Six. Okay. So Beatrice, Fall, and Sevia are able to get the varyingly accurate uh, bearings on how far down it is. Uh, it seems to be about 10 feet down. Intriguing. Does the mournful wailing change in any way when a new object is introduced? Nope. Okay. Hmm. Sounded like it was only about uh, 10 feet. Yeah. Interesting. Artist, did you want to go and investigate? I can certainly give it a try. I mean, you were excited in the previous one, so I wouldn't want to curb what, your enthusiasm. What, what has he got? I think he has a hand that he can stick in. He has a physical body. <laughs> yeah, but what do you learn from that? Um, what Conrad wants to learn. Sometimes <laughs> it's not about learning, it's about having fun. <laughs> um, 
I'm so sorry to all NPCs. <laughs> Actually, this is this is an unorthodox use of this spell, but it could be fun. So he's gonna so magic flares up from the ring that he wears. Uh again, cold magic. Uh just gonna roll a thing. Yep. Okay. And he casts essentially a modified wall of ice to form, and you can see at the top here, the lip of basically a slide being formed. Actually, this, uh, this is, this is, what's the, what's the, ah, it's, it's same amount of charges to, to create an ice object. So he's creating a slide out of ice. (laughs) Cute. Uh, Fair enough. I like it. And slides down it. Uh, Are you alive? Uh, yes, I seem to be. Oh, damn. <laughs> Beatrice also goes, ee, and then slides down. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <cute. cute. laughs> Alright. <laughs> Car just throws his hands up. <laughs> In the air. All right. Um, let me bring up this map. Uh, I was not. Okay. Uh, all right. So. Uh, so, Beatrice, uh, for you and Artis. Uh, like for the benefit of you and artists who are down here, um, where where did it go? Okay, uh, four torches illuminate stone sphinxes crouched in the corners of this fifteen-foot-high room. The torches cast flickering light across the hieroglyphs carved into the tiled floor. At the center of the room. A gold inlaid funeral barge stands atop a three-foot-tall stone dais. Resting on the deck of the barge is a small golden sarcophagus decorated with horned rabbits. A dark shaft opens in the ceiling directly above the barge, while to the south a corridor is visible through a set of fangs carved into the walls. The skeleton of a dwarf sprawls on the east of the floor. Uh, east floor uh, on the floor east of the barge, clad in a tattered yellow turban and dusty chainmail, and clutching a bronze shield. Uh, you know what? There's also a skeleton in here. Um, uh, much like the one you encountered upstairs, uh, on the on both, uh, previous levels. This one with a uh pentagonal shaped uh stone structure on its head beatrice quickly grabs and knocks her bow with an arrow and shoots at it all right roll to hit uh i i will say artist probably does the same but yeah you go first okay uh sorry need to find Actually, you know what? Artis is going to fall, uh, uh, no, because then you'd be too close as well because of the base of the slide. 23 to hit. 23 certainly hits. And uh, that's 10 
points of damage. Yeah, that's enough to just... With the shock of this impact, just like... And almost all of it turns to dust except for its skull. Beatrice goes and collects the skull. All right. Uh, easy, easy as that. Um, well, that was easy. I mean, the last one, last one did something very similar, so I True. figured why not. True. Um, we, artist is going to yell up, up the, uh, the slide, um, which you do notice, like, um, from this end, Beatrice, like, there is some of it engulfed in this magical darkness. Um, we found another of these, uh, skeletons. We've handled it and have its skull. Good job. Massing quite a collection. There's also a the skeleton of a looks to be dwarf. If Exley wants some uh, bits and pieces. We might need some. Right. Do you need more bones, 42? I do not believe so at this stage. Um, Pity it went so well for Artis. I would say you two are probably right at the lip of that uh, sarcophagus um, based on where everything is. Uh, yeah. Um, the sarcophagus appears not to be uh, openable at this stage. Um, and there are hieroglyphics on the floor. Is there any pattern to the hieroglyphics? Okay, so uh, let me find this uh, image. Is it this one? That is the image of the hieroglyphics. So it's. Uh huh. Yes, so there are, uh, I believe, Eight shapes in all. Um, yeah, so there are eight different shapes. Um, Things like a snake, um, bug, tree, vulture type, foot, bird, yeah, yeah vulture type, Pot. bird, staff, um, like a doorway, wheat, a dead dwarf skeleton, <laughs> yes, that too, which appears to be on a foot, one of the footprint ones. Mm. Uh, this is like a little tile, like trap tile. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, where is 
let me just double check where another thing is, because you might actually be able to see it from here. Mm -hmm. So, you do notice that there is there is a uh, corridor um, just off to the side. Um, where um, there is actually... Um, Roll, roll me a perception check to be able to see it from here. Like, to make it out from here. Yeah. Okay, so there is a... Uh, yeah, so what? 24. 24, okay. Oh, hang on. 25. Okay, so... Uh, the... So there is a gold uh, disc um, medallion worn by a jackal-headed painting here uh, in that spot. Um, uh, it appears to have been placed back in somewhat recently. Or, or at the very least, to be removable. Um, yeah, there does seem to be a gap in the dial too. Um, in for in the the medallion. Right. Is... What was... is Was there hieroglyphs on the sarcophagus as well? Um, no. Uh... Or it's completely so. blank. Just... There are images of horned rabbits on the sarcophagus. Uh, Beatrice sort of shouts back up. There appears to be another corridor down this way. Oh. Uh. Where does it lead? Mm, not too sure at the moment. Okay, it's all safe in there though? It appears to be at the moment at least. Be careful and let know if we should follow. If anybody wants to. And then she turns to Artis and points out the medallion in the painting. What do you think of that? That it may hold answers, possibly, to, to how to work out whatever we're supposed to do with these hieroglyphs. Mm. 
Beatrice. Beatrice goes over to investigate the body. Okay. So, when you do that, um, by stepping on tiles, uh, the the passage to the east, a, a stone block comes up to seal it off. Um, but other than that, nothing happens. So, observing the body, uh, no, sorry, there is something with the uh, sphinxes. So, uh, so, all four of the sphinxes as you step off of the dais uh, begin to yawn and masses of uh, magically summoned locusts fly out of their mouths. Uh, these locusts form a single cloud uh, and each creature in the cloud when it forms uh, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so you and artists, um, yeah, okay, so initially you and artists are going to take, um, I need to get the dice for this, Forty-six points of piercing damage you each take as these locusts uh, start basically biting at you. Beatrice, startled, goes ah, and suddenly turns invisible. Okay. Um. What is going on down there? I hear noise. Uh, locusts. Beatrice doesn't speak. Okay. Um, locusts and Beatrice appears to have disappeared. Uh, not good. Not good. Should retreat. Where's Beatrice? Um, so Artis is going to use the ring again, and he's going to repurpose the slide into a stairway. Uh, just need to roll something. Uh, what is his... This might be borderline here. Okay, he's fine for now uh, with that. Okay, uh, and he is going to... Uh, make his way up these stairs as fast as he can. Beatrice, what are you doing? Beatrice follows. Okay. Uh, now, remind me, how long does this invisibility last? From Because this is from Moa, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, 
While inhabited by Moa, you can use an action to turn invisible. Anything you're wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it's on your person. The effect ends if you attack, cast a spell, force a saving throw, or deal damage. Yeah, it just lasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're both back here. Uh, you're both back with everyone else, but... You're the only one. You, you're the only one who knows you're here, Beatrice. Right. What happened? Where's Beatrice? I do not know. She stepped onto the hieroglyphs. The the sphinx uh, sphinx statues started yawning out locusts, and then she disappeared when they started oh biting at us. The disembodied voice of Beatrice just appears and. It's like, well, that was strange. Ah! Oh, okay. Beatrice here then? Ah, uh, yes. Ghost. Uh, not, not, no. No, I think I'm still, I'm not, you know, dead yet. How do you know? Well, because I can still feel the pain from the locusts that bit the shit out of me. True, that is a good way of knowing you're alive, is if you can still feel pain. Okay, um, well, that's not good. Yeah, it should uh, be noticed. Locusts are coming yeah, back up, I presume. No, they are not. Uh, it should be noticed, Artis is looking real rough. Oh. <laughs> 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 they... looks at Artis and yeah. looks at Exy like. Just <laughs> inclines his head. Anyway. I think, um, yep, not sure, fun. And, uh, Beatrice goes quiet again and sort of, uh, stalks up behind, um, Fall and just sort of grabs Fall from behind. <laughs> is that Beatrice or is that some other ghost here? Let's find out. Conrad <laughs> has his rapier. Don't hit me. Ah. Oh. Well, is that an answer? Maybe. Could be something stilly Beatrice's voice after it's murdered her. I presume that can happen. Don't just touch me out of the blue like that. It was too tempting. Uh, Stevia. Yes? Is there any chance you can send, like, a fireball down into the, uh, room? below us to try and knock out all those bugs. Most likely. Yes, it is very strange talking to you without being able to see you since when have you been able to do that? Well, since the room with the teeth. Room with teeth? Oh, the the skull one made you able to turn invisible. 
well, not the, the skull. I think... And Beatrice sort of sighs and says, when I touch the staff, uh, a voice in my head happened. Right. And it, it, it said it could help me. And uh, now I can turn invisible. So that's fun. Um, but yes, I, I think uh, there's another thing in the room. Uh, in the sarcophagus, but uh, the locusts, we need to deal with them first, and the door closed. So... Yes. What else was in the room? Uh, there are four sphinx statues, and a bunch of tiles with hieroglyphics on them. And uh, when I stepped off the platform onto the first tile, is when the door closed, and when I continued, is when the uh, locusts appeared from the Sphinx's mouths. So, the first platform you stepped on closed the door, and the second one activated locusts. Is that correct? It would appear that way. So, so both effects did happen as good as simultaneously. Ah. They both happened when I stepped on the tile. Curious. Some sort of traps, laden pressure plates. Unpacking the whole possession thing later. Um, I could possibly levitate someone over them so they don't need to be stood on. Would be quite helpful, actually. Yes, I am. Uh, hopefully, it will work. I did it accidentally last time, but that's an option if we need to go in there. Hmm. It sounds very dangerous. For no certainty on purpose of room. Well, it appeared to be another one of the tombs. Mm. So it would have another artifact and spirit housed within it. And this was not the only entrance. There was another. There was. Oh. There was. Where did that lead? No way to know because we didn't get to uh, investigate it. Might be safe a way to enter them. From elsewhere. There are clearly many levels. I saw those at the staircase. I mean, it could be that uh, something is triggered by each of the tiles or just one. I'm a little, uh, Worse for wear at the moment. I can attempt some healing if you so choose. Oh, an artist, you're not looking in very good condition, Anne. No, I would certainly uh, appreciate some healing if it's on offer. 
yes, of course. Um, uh, let's see if this works. Puts an arm over his arm and casts second level cure wounds. Okay. So 2d8 plus your charisma. <laughs> And Exley will do the same with Beatrice. He will okay. just Be- hold out a hand and wait until there's some form of pressure on it. Beatrice grabs his hand. <laughs> uh, and he'll do a third level cure wounds. Okay. Is, uh... Sixteen for Beatrice. Not much. Okay. Appreciation. And fourth. Did I do the wrong one? Uh, apologies. Pretending to be honest. Not liking me. Um, there we go. So that is uh, 15 healing. 15. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> still, still looking quite rough, but not uh, quite as bad as before. Oh, good. Yeah, he was on four hit points. Ooh. 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 Boy. Conrad and Exley are like, oh no. <laughs> Someone should help them. <laughs> Be- Beatrice was just under half. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, options. We can either attempt to kill these locusts or wait until they leave or find an alternate route however the tiles that you speak of did not activate when you first stepped on them only when you perhaps stepped on them again uh so of note um from where, from where everyone is, from where the slide is, um, Artis and Beatrice would have landed on the dais, so would not have landed on any of the tiles. Um, oh, so stepping so, off of okay. the dais onto the tiles. Yeah. Got you. Okay. I thought they went out to that stone neck. That's my bad. And then stepping off of the dais onto the tiles, they would have, um, yeah. Got it. I'm with you now. Thank you. So, yeah, I think I think I think there's merit in the idea of levitating someone over to the to the um, the medallion. There might be a clue there that might lead us to the answer. Hopefully. We could try. If you wish to save, conserve your energy, I may have another route of getting myself over there. Take shape? Potentially. Unless we wish to go the levitate route. I think it might be a good idea to have two people over there if we if we have the ability to 
case part of the problem is where we started. Hmm, indeed. He's like looking through his little notebook. I cannot find anything that matches the, um, this room, the description of it you have given in these notes. I would imagine it's because it's a different floor. Ah. So clue to each floor. Would seem consistent so far. We may be entering room with no upper hand. Hmm. Does not mean impossible. We also know what's in store if we fuck up, too. This is also very true. Indeed. If if choice is to go down, I think that is good one. For X42 to find one way and another via four. Yes, certainly, I think that would work. Hmm. It certainly is uh, easier to get rid of a large amount of bugs than it is to get rid of creatures chanting in circles, so... True. Can we hear these bugs or no? Uh, at this point, no. We could before. Uh, those, those more perceptive of you? Yeah. Beatrice is going to pop back down the, um, stairs. Yeah, and as you, as you go past the darkness, the locusts are gone. Yes. Uh, Beatrice will yell back up. Uh, the bugs are gone. All right. So who's going down? I will. Alright. And I. So do you wish to be levitated, Conrad? If the problem is stepping, we can all walk on steps. Uh, on, on, uh, without standing on tile. So we can all go down. But I would be... I could trust your magic to attempt this, yes. So of note, Paul, you probably will need to go down um, in order to actually control uh, Conrad's direction as you concentrate yeah. on this spell. Mm, like push him around. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Beatrice wanders across to the other side of the the dais uh, as everybody comes down. All right. Um, So is anyone staying up? Well, I guess the only other person who's unaccounted for of the party is Sevia. Is Sevia staying up or going down? She'll go down in case the bugs appear again. Okay. Um... And Dragon Bait will go down to the base, and Artis will be about halfway down the stairs. Alright. So, 
Um, actually, what are you turning into? Uh, a locust, if you can. Yeah? Cool. Yep. So you fly across uh, to the now reopened uh, little area um, as a locust, and Conrad, you are floated across through Falls Magic. Um, and you can see that this golden medallion here, um, uh, makes way to a, a shape underneath. And that is a hieroglyphic-like shape of a, where is it, where is it, of a vulture. Okay. Which, as luck, I guess, would have it, is the first hieroglyphic uh, right in the doorway. Hmm. So potentially matches up with doorway where skeleton is. Can assume foot that skeleton is on should probably avoid. Vulture perhaps first point? Or all vultures good? Not sure. It could be first point of a vulture. Hmm. Have no clue though. And so in this whole room, I think that's just that doorway. Yeah, there is a corridor to the other side. Mm. Um, there is a weird kind of purplish uh, substance, I guess, uh, throughout. Um, okay. Yeah, a, a purple mold that sprouts from the floors, walls, and ceilings in different places. It smells of rotting corpses and. You occasionally see it uh, emit this uh, cloud of spores. Um, Exley, with your particular expertise, you identify these spores as basically harmless. Um, so yeah. yeah. Now it even smells like the Amber Temple. I look at the vulture thing, I guess, but Conrad's not. He's hesitant to do anything at this point. Perhaps if we are planning on testing things, only one should do it. Mm. Instead of everyone being in the room. Exley says in Locust. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, as we got into the corridor, Exley yeah. turned back into... Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, assuming there's no like hieroglyphs on the the actual corridor. Hey, uh, no, no yeah. hieroglyphs on the floor here. So we can plop down there. So visually, like everyone's standing at the ice steps, and then Conrad yeah. and like Exley kind of Conrad's hovering, Exley's just standing at the corridor. Yep. The entrance. Yep. Hmm. Yes, this is good point. Hmm. 
Mm. All right. Four. You can Eight. probably let me go here. And then everyone should move to safety up further upstairs. Okay. You're sure it's... You're not going to drop onto anything dangerous? There are no tires here, so if you let me, I should be able to stand safely. Exley is by unharmed. At 42, I mean. <clears throat> um, well, right. Uh, Four will um, stop making the tunes with their lyre as mm. they kind of fade away, the spell goes down, and then Four, um, Connor probably. Oh, that was strange. <laughs> Flop, like, flops to the ground. Flops on the ground. <laughs> Immediately. Well, that was rough. Sorry. It's fine. Still new on that one. Um, okay, Shall let... test. So everyone on the dais makes their way up the staircase? I take it? Beatrice sits on the staircase just below where the darkness is. Okay. So she is still in the room. Okay. Sevia will go up the stairs, but she's also attempting to, like, use that vantage point to look at all the hieroglyphs on the tiles and kind of make rhyme or reason of what's going on with them. All right. So who is going to make that step? that fateful step onto the first vulture tile. Will it be Conrad or will it be Exley? Exley is um, sort of standing there inspecting the medallion. Um, <clears throat> it, the medallion comes off like it's, a, it's not attached to the painting in any way, isn't it? Uh, it does appear, the medallion does appear to be attached, yes. Oh, okay. So we, we can't, like, touch it or anything. I mean, you can touch it. You probably can't remove it, though. I presume Corrid's drawn it um, while he was floating. And we'll just have yep. torn the page out of his notebook and handed that to Exley. Mm. It looks like the vulture. If you wish, I can take the first step while you remain here in safety. Um, Connor looks up and down. I would like to roll an insight check. Just for his yeah. general vibe. He is a robot and I have a zero to insight. Twelve. What's his vibe? Um... <clears throat> He's probably a little bit more hesitant um, compared to a lot of the other puzzles. Um, almost as if he doesn't fully understand this one. But All he right. seems yeah, genuine enough. Karo cocks his head to one side at a similar way to how Exley does. He's like, I will take first step. You have magic that can heal. It will make more sense if I go first, and you come in if there, if help is required. We Very shall well. test. All right. And Conrad puts his little heel boot on the vulture pressure plate. 
as you do so, uh, the t- everyone who's in the room hears, and it's a lot clearer to Exley and Conrad than it is to anyone else, but uh, it's like... Almost like something, ro- like a bit of stone rotating. And you see through the hole in the medallion. Um, the hieroglyphic Exley of a serpent. Um, Conray, you notice before you, there is the, the hieroglyphic of the foot in the tile directly in front of you that the corpse, uh, that the corpse is on. Uh, a hieroglyphic of what appears to be a vase um, or something similar to uh, in, in front and right. Uh, to your side, there is a hieroglyphic of a... Um, where is... I keep losing this list. Of uh, a door to your right. A door. Yeah. Uh, to your left, a scepter. And to your uh, forward left, a snake. Interesting. So when like that, like when Conrad steps down that pressure plate, he kind of like um, momentarily just like flinches and crouches into on himself mm-hmm. um, with like genuine fear, but then kind of like slowly straightens up as he hears the noise and then looks around. Um, you do also notice that the uh, that the the corpse has a pouch on it and. So it has has a pouch on it that uh, looks like, from its shape, might contain some uh, gems. Hmm. And um, how sensitive did the pressure plate that I stood on appear? Um. Like not... the second I stepped on it, like it went in. No, it was it was once you started putting a little bit more weight on it. Slide of hand, please. Okay, Dobby. yeah, roll me a sleight of hand. Um, ooh, sucky. So, um, uh, this is two, so 15. 15, yeah, okay, yeah, any low, like, you basically would have had to have gotten a nat one to even potentially <laughs> trigger anything. Um, <laughs> even then, I don't think I would have, I would have gotten it to trigger, because cool. with that modifier... That modifier. It's very yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, you grab this pouch, and I'm guessing having a quick look in it, um, mm. you see there is a uh, quite uh, valuable diamond in there, and two one-inch diameter crystal eyeballs, one dark blue and one vibrant purple. Oh, so he takes that in for a moment, like, hmm. Ah, uh, jewels, maybe for frog. Not sure. Different level, so who knows? And he throws the uh, bag at Axley. So we'll catch it and inform Conrad that the symbol has changed to a serpent. Interesting. It appears that this is the lowest pressure point. You can probably join me on this one. And I oh. shall take next step. Okay. On to the serpent? Yes. Okay. And the dial shifts again, this time to a door. Hmm. Which Did you it can change? See. 
It did. There is an archway. Archway now. It appears to be showing the way. Curious. There is only one close by, so perhaps the next diagonal point. So stepping onto the doorway? I shall proceed. Keep watch. I shall. Next is a reed, which again is forward and to the left for you. Excellent. It's the un- only really accessible one. Cool. Conrad will check with Exley again. Exley will relay the information. Yep. Tell him to follow behind and then go on the next step. Next is Scarab, which there are two in front of you. One straight mm. ahead one a- and one ahead to the right. Difficult to say here. Either could be good. It has been diagonal points so far. Um, roll, roll me an intelligence check. Alright. Just... Oh, it's not actually very good, which is stupid because Conrad is smart. Um, so that's uh, flattened. Oh no, <laughs> it's just a plus three for intelligence, so that's like a seven. Seven. Uh, do you have investigation proficiency? You do not. Um, although perception, uh, yeah, I'll 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 give you this because you didn't okay. you didn't you didn't rock like it wasn't below five. Um, <laughs> you would you would gain nothing by just stepping forward because the one op the because you have two options by stepping mm-hmm. forward. Yep. If you step forward and to the right, mm-hmm. um, you still have those same two options. Plus the one, plus the other one surrounding it. Ah, cool, interesting. Yes. All right, then we will do that point. Yes. Right, we'll relay this to Exley. All right. And then he'll call out. It is going good so far. We have found pattern. Uh, scepter is the next one. Exley will relay that. Cool. We will go on the scepter. All right. Um. Okay, uh, the next one is a foot. Hey, foot. Foot. Good. This is working well. And an urn. Urn. Good. Forward, then. Step onto the urn, and you hear a click from the sarcophagus. And I looked over towards the sarcophagus. Um, It appears to be in a state that is now openable. Beatrice climbs down the stairs. Okay. At this. Follow with 42. I shall. Steps up. You're still invisible, aren't you, Beatrice? I am still invisible. They don't know I'm here. Beatrice is going to uh, try and see if she can open it the whole way. Okay. So, Uh, like, that moves on its own without us seeing it? Yeah, from your perspective, it moves without you seeing it. Um, okay, so that's a um, a 16 to hit. Oh, so you're... Beatrice? Um, You do, and she reappears. Was that was that with disadvantage? Oh no! Because hitting it 
an invisible target is within is with disadvantage. Oh, okay. He was just he's just stabbing at the area, so okay. I presume yeah. Um, so the other one it was a five, so that's seventeen. 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 Oh, still hits. <laughs> yeah. So so the lower is still the sixteen, which hits. So. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So Beatrice pops back into existence. <laughs> um. So oh. that's. Sorry. Um. Fourteen damage points of damage. Right. Um. And then he kind of like. He would throw the throw the weapon away, but it's the one that he's cursed with, so he kind of like. Oh, he does. Th- he does throw it, but it like flicks back in his hand. Like, oh, I my apologies. Um, Beatrice, what what were you doing there? Waiting. <laughs> well, I obviously didn't mean to stab you, but the thing was moving. No offense taken. I would have done the same thing. Ah, he like throws his hands up in the air again. <laughs> he turns back to Exley. Like, well, all right, good. All right. So, um, you do see in this sarcophagus there are the bones of an almirage, uh, as well as its spiral horn. And the spiral horn seems to. It gives off a certain aura as if it has been enchanted. Hmm. Beatrice reach in, reaches in and grabs it. Okay, uh, roll me a charisma saving throw. Kind of like points to Beatrice and throws his hands up again at Exley, like. <laughs> um, as Conrad turned around to Exley the first time, um, there was a a thick snaking vine of thorns that was slowly making its way, like <laughs> retracting back into his cloak. <laughs> That's a nine. That's a nine. Okay. So, it's between Ijin and Moa. Uh, assign, uh, assign one of them as evens. Uh, the, what was, what was, so was Mo- Moa? Moa, you've already got. Ijin is this new one. Ijin. Ijin is even. All right. Uh, what did that? Uh, so odds. So the spirit tries to make its way into you before uh, Moa says, is, do "You hear Moa uh, hissing within your head. Uh, try someone else. This one's under my protection." And the spirit of Ijin returns to the horn. Beatrice just sort of like blinks and like does a little like her feathers puff up for a second and then settle back down and she's just sort of like hmm and and then looks at uh the horn was it that she's yeah grabbed? it's like a spiral uh spiraled horn um interesting is it and she hold, holds it up to show the other two all right A horn. Curious. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) See you all next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. (laughs)